Coming up on today's show, Xbox rumors of going third party, Disney joining forces with Epic Games, Pacific Drive is looking amazing, Silent Hill, the short message, and much more. Welcome back everybody to the Pixel Candy Podcast, our weekly podcast covering everything possible under the nerdy umbrella that is video games. I'm your host, Alan Sensich, and I'm here with my co-host as usual, the controller snapping, Sinchacho. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. Good. It's Thursday, although Friday for the listeners. I don't know how how it's Thursday, by the right. way. Um, just speaking of our weeks before we start week. recording, I this feels like Monday. I don't know what happened this <laughs> week. I was sick too earlier this week, um, like pretty out of commission, and just a fucking daze of. I slept for like two days straight. I I would open up my phone and see the the crazy shit that we're going to talk about on today on today's episode. Um, and it felt a bit like a fever dream. So right. that happens. That's yeah. I think that's where fever dream comes from, isn't it? Is it like you're just really sick and yeah, is really fast? Literally, yeah. And yeah. Th- those are sometimes the weirdest, strangest, and like when it when it comes out of your body physically too. Like you're just sweating. You wake up and you feel like you traveled from like time and space. It's uh, yeah, it's something. And to wake up to these stories specifically, I was right? like wild what the fuck um there has there wasn't that many stories i would say over what the last like two months like we we weren't pulling teeth we i think we have a show every week but there's those shows where we're like okay let's just look towards what 2024 has in store or best of 2023 or like we try and fill in the gaps with like fun stuff like that but i feel like the beginning of every year and it's right around february Mm. there's bombs dropped and then we're all left like wait like, what the fuck does this mean for the future of gaming? And that is what we're going to talk about today. So we got the Xbox story, which is all about Xbox potentially going third party, which is fucking banana sandwich. Um, Super smart. Epic slash Disney releasing that whole thing we're going to get into. Um, and then I got two games that I really I want to talk about. So we'll do that at the end of the show. But nice. kicking it off, the Xbox story that is everywhere right now. It's all over every fucking headline. If you've, if you've not heard of this and you're listening to our show and this is the first time you're hearing about it, um, I, I mean, thanks for being here. Uh, we're going to break it down. That's insane that you haven't heard about this yet. So this is rumors. This is a huge rumor mill. But like I said, it has been picked up everywhere. And I think the entire industry is kind of waiting on the edge of their seat to mm. see what this means. We talked a lot at the end of last year especially how like jobs have been affected in the gaming industry of just what the future is. It's kind of crazy what, what the last year was for video games and a lot of other industries closing doors on a lot of studios, changing up tactics of how like games are being made. Just there's so many changes with this announcement, which is, it goes as follows. Xbox is rumored to start opening up all of their titles and there's there's a select few we're going to talk about that have been notably in every one of these stories to kick off this whole thing but the i think the thought here and the natural kind of where is this all headed is that xbox plans to go full third party meaning you will see titles like halo gears of war starfield sea of thieves all this stuff on playstation on maybe switch for most part um, they're already on PC, so no biggie there. Um, so this has popped up fucking everywhere. Um, 
before I get into the nitty gritty of the details, how how did you come across this? How did you feel about it? like what was your first like what the fuck where where did you did you hear the headline? Uh, I think I heard it on Games Daily. On mm. the for anyone who's not familiar, I listen to a lot of other Greg's freak out was one of the the funny. I don't know it's if so you saw funny. that episode where he's just like addressing the xbox gamers i'm like yeah take it easy man <laughs> well he's i mean he's doing a bit he mm. greg miller is a fucking wrestling character he, really he does is. it on purpose it. um but uh yeah dude i think it's i think it's brilliant so i don't know if this is public or not richard can yell at me if if it's not i let let's say let's put it this way allegedly xboxes do not make microsoft any money the actual box so I'm pretty sure this is just a way for them to get away from having to make hardware and just go full software. Like the dream when we've talked about it a million times is I turn on my TV, I pick up a controller and all my shit is on my TV. Yep. Whether that's through a Samsung connection to Game Pass or whether that's through like a like a, a puck or a fucking fire stick or mm-hmm. a PlayStation or whatever it is. Not even a PlayStation because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make the point that Hardware in general, I feel like, is kind of going away. Like, the Switch, I think, is so smart because that is portable. Yeah. So you've got the screen with you, which is brilliant. And I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Like, there's a rumor that there's another PSP coming out, too, which I don't think we even have in the show today. There's a rumor, like, they have the the whatever it is. What do they, they call the portal? The PlayStation yes. portal, which yeah, is yeah, remote did, play. But there's, there's a rumor that a full-on portable playstation 5 like or psp is coming out that is not remote play so it's like i think handheld's gonna have its own thing but i think for consoles i don't think they're needed once we get the networks to a point where it can handle it and the streaming gets better i think the boxes will disappear and i support that yeah um i i i agree with kind of the way that it's going i think it's we're in that time frame though where i think everyone's really apprehensive this feels like to me when we started going full digital and there was games announcing how they wouldn't release physical copies it'd be digital only and everyone was really quick myself included to be like i don't like this i'm very uncomfortable right now i don't like where this is headed i want my physical games and like fucking fast forward 2024 i don't i don't know the last physical game i bought like it it has made more sense to be digital only and i feel like this is the same wall that everyone's going whoa, whoa, whoa. wait what the fuck do you mean and like there's the whole console war thing which is like yeah. stupid and like th- there is validation there though and i want to get to why a lot of xbox gamers are really fucking pissed off about this their library it's not just the, no i don't think it's the library i think it's i think it's a lot of broken promises and brand loyalty mm-hmm. that like you've been kind of misled for years and now the payoff is nothing like you're just yeah. you it let's just get into it now um it, the whole console war thing you got the sony ponies xbox they've been battling it out for fucking like how long now 20 plus years 24 years yeah. um brand loyalty is a weird thing (laughs) both you and i really fucking love playstation and that is a brand loyalty of us right we've grown up with playstation we'll back playstation but i genuinely have never really had like a long period of time where i was just like sony what are you doing and i'm really upset with what they've been putting out there's been times where i'm just like questioning and i'm like right you know there was a while there where we were kind of wondering like oh announce something we got we want to see what's coming but every time they drop something 
they never really go that long without dropping a game or, or something that I absolutely adore. And they have consistently done it since the release of the PlayStation 1. So yeah. I look to that and I go, I love PlayStation. I always have. Will I always? I mean, that's hard to say because there could be a day where they royally fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Nintendo to me is the same thing. We didn't grow up with Nintendo, so there's a bit of a gap there. But there was that lore of like, ooh, I'd go to my friend's house and they had a fucking N64. And I thought it was the most magical experience ever every time I got to get my hands on that weird fucking controller. And growing up, well, sorry, becoming an adult and finally getting all these consoles for Nintendo, I feel the same way. They've never really let me down. Hardware has always been interesting. They always release periodically amazing, amazing games. I'm looking to the Xbox fans, and I'm, I'm, this is what I'm seeing online too, right? I'm not just like making this up. A lot of the outcry right now is what I just kind of encapsulated about those two brands. But an Xbox player, since the Xbox One, where things really started to kind of fall downhill, a lot of the people that were like, no, I'm going to stick it out because back in the 360 days or whatever the reasoning is, whatever that brand loyalty comes back to, would it fill in the blank of why they like Xbox? They stuck with it. And they, they you know, and I, I respect that. If, the, if there was a reason that they were really like, no, I really love the games that they put out or the services, you know, Xbox Live back in the day, whatever it was, they were like, I'm going to see it through. We're going to get our day where they're going to be releasing things that I'm super happy with. And like, and that you know, there's been the wars back and forth of people like why one's better than the other and this and that. All the people that stuck through until right now are now being told that you stuck it out to just have all those things be available. You could have been playing Spider-Man and God of War and all the Last of Us and all this shit forever. And 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 if this becomes true, you'll get all these other experiences that you thought were exclusive to the platform you were loyal to released to everything so it's, yeah. it's this weird like a lot of the xbox fans are fucking absolutely fuming over this and i can understand why but to your point this is i can see the kind of light at the end of the tunnel of like i don't know that this opening it up and just having it be a publisher at the end of the day that secures all these studios and makes great games and puts them out everywhere isn't really a bad thing. I hope we will we will not know the effects of what this does to the industry until it actually happens. But the hope, to your point, is that it's a good thing. It's available everywhere. Yeah. You can plug a controller into your TV and play Halo, or you know if Sony goes down the same route, God of War, like whatever the fuck, ten years from now. It's it, well, you have to, and you have to remember too. Microsoft is a software company first. They mm-hmm. make hardware in all shapes and sizes, just like a lot of companies do. But you would never call Meta a hardware company. They have a VR headset. You would mm-hmm. never call. Um, you would never call TikTok a hardware company. You never call like you would never call Snapchat a hardware company. They make glasses. Like everybody has a play somewhere. I'm sure TikTok will release some weird thing too. But Microsoft's predominantly a software company. So this, I'm almost surprised it took this long based on how pitiful the Xbox One generation really was, from what I heard anyways. I take this solely from the perspective of myself, being like, I am now excited, I'm finally gonna get to play Hi-Fi Rush without buying a $700 box, Mm -hmm. you know? Let's actually, let's go through like the list here. Um, 
I did include here, just by the way, I thought it was an interesting, I, this made me think about a lot of things leading up to this and how fucking different, what did I write down here? <laughs> From 2018, okay? Early 2018 to right now as we record, the difference in what happened in the gaming landscape is kind of fucking wild. And to recap as quickly as possible, before 2018, you had all third-party games releasing on PlayStation and releasing on Xbox and being completely segmented. And then Fortnite comes along and introduces that one article that everyone read back then, and it was just like the Fortnite devs say that crossplay is possible and it can happen at the flick of a switch. It was something like really buzz term, right? Like everyone kept saying it's a flick of a switch. It's a flick of a switch. And do you do you remember back in 2018 when Sony finally fucking gave in and was like, yeah, 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 Fortnite, let's do it. Because I don't know if it was the outcry from the community. I can't remember why. But PlayStation, Sony fucking agreed to let them connect with Xbox players and PC, like all three. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the first time, really. I, I know other games have done it. Uh, there's some like weird games here and there that have some sort of crossplay. But between Xbox and PlayStation and then PC as well, that was really the first time a big, big title led the charge. And good for Fortnite for pushing oh, yeah. that. Because now, that's just common practice. It would be weird if a third-party game that was multiplayer came out and was just like, no, no, no. Like, it's releasing on all consoles and, and PC, but like you cannot play together. That would be a strike against that game at this point. So it's so commonplace now, and it really opened up the industry to, I don't know, just it, it was a different feeling of like, you no longer had that the, that friend group that was all on Xbox and the friend group that was all on PlayStation, and you only played with one or the other. If you had Call of Duty, you could play with everybody. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> and then now we're looking to this, I think, is that next step of like, they already kind of we've had that weird transition period of them buying Bethesda and then buying all these like studios that already had games. So Minecraft, it was already everywhere, but then they bought Minecraft and it was like, well, are we not going to get it on PlayStation anymore? It's like, no, no, it's still there. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, that, all right, cool. Yeah. Microsoft do your thing. And that happened with a whole bunch of fucking games, especially with Bethesda's deals, yeah. and death loop being wrapped up uh, with PlayStation during the middle of that deal and Redfall then you know, being exclusive and Starfield apparently was going to come out on PS5, but then it was an Xbox only thing. It's been so weird. And now with this news, I'm just like, what the, Dude, what the fuck? I have a theory. Going on? I have a theory. And by the way, like you should mention Phil Spencer's quote. Mm. I will get to the game list eventually and his quote. Yes. Yeah. I was going to, one of the things I was going to say is, uh, Oh, damn, what was I going to say? I just lost it because I looked at the notes. It's, <laughs> jet, damn it. Uh, and then, like, Cheryl messaged me. She's like, I'm going to bed. Oh, you're just being bombarded by... I'm uh, being bombarded. Do you, hear much, the, do you hear the ding? Do you hear the ding on my computer? No, no, I didn't. You need that Apple Vision Pro, man. So you can just have oh, my all, God, have you seen, all, have you seen people in the streets? Oh, yeah, I... <laughs> that's another thing. I mean, we could have had a whole show on that of just, like... Uh, I don't know. 
a quick sidebar, quick rant on the side here. Okay. Quick rant, Apple V. We haven't talked about it, dude. We haven't talked I, about it. I know, I know. VR Pro. Um, everyone's seen the memes of people walking around cities just like with their Tony Stark hands up and moving content that you can't see. Yeah. And like people in restaurants just like doing whatever while they eat. But I saw a really interesting post the other day. And it was this guy fed whatever AI program, who knows these days, there's so many. Uh, what what was the prompt it was like give me it's like a piece of art right like a drawing yeah of what children looked like in the 1920s and then it was like this this beautifully done portrait of ai of just like kids rolling fucking you know rolling the 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 stick in the the tube you know and whatever that like literally a stick in a circle type deal and they're all playing outside and having a good old time they go through the decades. So they're in like the 70s. Everyone's dressed in like 70s, but they're like, they're playing with toys outside, baseball. Like they're all just outside. Up until the 90s, it's kids together playing outside with various tools of the generation or, or toys of the generation. And then 2000 gets a little weird because it's like some of them have cell phones, some of them are kind of distracted, and some of them are indoors. And then like by 2010s, it's like, they're all staring at a phone. Every single one of them are locked to a phone or a tablet. And then it's like 2024, there's there's absolutely no community. The kids are completely segmented. Everyone's on their own device, completely locked in and honed. And this is AI, dude. This is like this is not a person yeah. being like, look, I'm, I'm making a statement by saying this. Unprompted, this is what they fed it. And then like in 10 years, what do you think kids are gonna look like? And every single fucking kid was sitting down with an Apple Vision Pro VR looking headset locked in, Ugh. spaced out. And I was like, that's frightening. Dark. That's really it's dark. dark. I mean, look, there's a lot of like very important applications for this stuff. Being able to teleconference with someone on the other side of the world and make it feel a little more personal is better than flying on a fucking plane halfway across the world. Like to visit that yep. place for vacation is one thing, but to travel, like dude, I travel I've traveled for work for years and it's the fucking worst. <laughs> like from a logistics standpoint. So like there's a lot of good. It's we as a society I think we like to point out the bad. Um but I mean, there's no matter how good anything is, it's like it's like Two-Face from Batman. No mm-hmm. matter how good his good side is, the bad side's still there. It's like two sides of a coin. And this is just how, this is just how this is always going to be. Uh, we'll see. I can't believe this many people bought it at the ridiculous price point it was released at. To be completely honest, yeah, thirty four hundred, thirty four hundred USD. That That's is crazy. That is insane. Uh, what I was going to say about getting back to this though, yeah, uh, I remembered my place. I looked at the Phil Spencer quote. I read it and then I forgot. Um, I have a suspicion about what's going on here. I think this was always in the plan. And they were waiting to deploy it until they see what Starfield did. Really? Starfield, you think it all hinged on I think Starfield? So. I think so. Because by now, well, the timing lines up. By now, they know Starfield did not at all do what they thought it would. Yeah. It didn't do badly, but it did not do. They thought it was going to be fucking Elden Ring. The crowning jewel. They yeah. thought it was going to be Breath of the Wild. They thought it was going to be something that redefines gaming. It did not. And I think when they realize that, they're like, okay. Pull out the fucking whiteboard from six months ago or from a year ago. Uh, we are going to pull out like this other plan we've had up our sleeve. And we're just not we're just not going to fucking play this game anymore. And I mean, as I even say that, I'm like, I guess they'll still make games. 
but oh, they'll still be making games for sure. Still that's not the that's games. not a question. So maybe maybe that's not why, but I don't know. It just it feels to me like they're just changing their strategy in general and getting away from like buy the box. You need to have the yeah. box. Like maybe they thought Starfield, if they open it up and be third party and it goes everywhere, it would have sold more if it could have been on PS5. And quite honestly, I would I wouldn't pay full have, price, but 100%. I would have bought it. Yeah. So maybe that's the angle. I don't know. I I think it's suspicious. the same strategy as back in the day when they opened up that whole plan of attack to day and date on PC as well. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone flipped the fuck out being like, why do I need an Xbox if I have a PC and this and that? And it's like, well, now you look back on it and it's like, yeah, but that that made a lot of sense. And they were kind of ahead of the curve in thinking that way. Sony's trailing behind now. They, but they're doing it, right? Sony is slowly releasing a lot of the biggest titles on their on PC now. Yeah. And they're slowly trickling it out um, in kind of a double dipping fashion, you know, like there's exclusivity to the console for a good year or so. But then you do see a lot of these huge titles. Like give it a year, Spider-Man 2 will be on PC, like 100%. So that was something hard to fathom back when they started announcing that and now it's just like it's second nature. It's not weird to see this shit. So let's get to the games that everyone's pointing to because two of them we reported on months ago. This is not a new story. Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves, I think back in either November, maybe early December, um, the story came out saying that Xbox is toying with the idea of these two games going multi-platform. So like Switch and PlayStation probably, right? Um, Which, again, Microsoft has released a, a few of the Cuphead, um, Ori in the Blind Forest, Ori in the Will of the Wisps, all on Switch. So like this concept is not brand new. So to see these two games, it didn't really hit, well, it hit headlines, but I don't think it made waves the way that this, this announcement right now is because are there really people out there going, oh man, really? Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves go multi-platform? This is the end of the world. Like those are games that kind of, especially Sea of Thieves being a, a multiplayer like live service, makes sense mm-hmm. to get as many people For into sure. that ecosystem. Hi-Fi Rush, uh, I don't know what the sales were like. Maybe that's just a game that would do really fucking well on Switch and PlayStation. So that makes sense. But this is where it got crazy, is now all these reports of this week are pointing to, like you said, Starfield. That was the big one. And this is what I think started the whole train all these leaks are coming out now. Indiana Jones is on this list, which mm-hmm. I the game looks cool, so I would really hope. I'd play, it, I'd play yeah, it it'd be nice for you not to miss out on that, right? Um, Hellblade 2, and then Gears of War and the Halo franchise. Yeah. Feels like they're just giving it away. Well, just think, really stop and fucking think about how crazy it is. Like, did you have it on your bingo card in 2015 if I said in almost 10 years from now? You'll play Halo Gears, all this shit. You'll play it on your PlayStation. You'd be like, there's no way in hell. They're just, they're trying to be more of a software company. It makes sense. Think about it. I- immediately by flipping this switch. Like, I, and I think, it, now that I think about it, so many pieces make sense. Remember when they released all the Call of Duties on Game Pass for yeah. like a day? When they, when they got Activision Blizzard or whatever, when yeah. that deal was being talked about? It's like, they probably wanted to see what that would do to the Game Pass numbers. So mm-hmm. if so by doing this, it's like if they can get someone to pay 70 bucks for Hellblade 2 on PlayStation 5, 
on top of what they would have done on Xbox yeah. or, or get a Game Pass subscription out of it, that's going to ignite. That's going to be a big deal for the new titles, but it's also going to reignite Gears of War. That's probably slowed way down. Same with Halo. Yeah, like those aren't doing the numbers they used to. But you release them on PS Five, you have a whole new generation of people that have never owned an Xbox or a PC that are now going to buy it. Like that's kind of brilliant when you think about it. Do we think? Okay, the hardcore gamers will always go back and play old games, but that is such a select few. I'm talking mainstream especially modern mainstream gamers the gamers that just like look to whatever marketing is being shoved at their face and mm. like social media of the next big title coming out the call of duty players all that stuff do you think the sales from from because the, they are the ones that do numbers they're they're mm. the ones that really it's unfortunate but count and turn the tides of the industry are they going to buy enough of these old games like gears of war what's the last one five it's all yeah, i guess, already I guess several years they'd old. have to remake them yeah you're right well it's you just, don't want to play a fucking 10 year old game either like that's not a common thing. i just don't know if that's going to offset the decision to and i don't know if it is i'm just i'm questioning well right? it's like, not there's no downside like by them stopping making hardware and putting it everywhere there's mm-hmm. no loss there's not a game. downside I, it, there is and that would be the development right like i'm trying to think like the amount of time and effort it would take to port all these games let's just oh, say right, gears so of war right there's five stuff, of those yeah, games yeah. if you had to port all five of those games to a playstation 5 console i don't know like i literally yeah. don't know that i'm just posing the question like is the time and effort to do that going to be worth the amount of money they make on PlayStation from yeah, releasing over there? I don't know. It might. Yeah. It might do gangbusters. But I think it's also like it's an investment. They make a capital investment now in doing that and transferring the old library over or whatever's going to go over to other platforms. And then going forward, they just develop for PC and PlayStation. Yeah. And maybe Switch. You know? I don't know. I, I think I think it's smart because I'm pretty sure I looked it up just to make sure Richard wouldn't be mad at me. Because I know Richard said this in a meeting, and I was like, is this public knowledge? Is it not? I checked it is. They don't make money on the consoles. They said so that a few why, times. So why yeah. continue making them? Like, well, here, at here's some the thing point, then. Here's the question I'll pose for you. What do you think this realistically does to PlayStation and the lack of direct competition for competition is a good thing it always has been in the history of every fucking business ever to have aggressive competition whether it be a one-to-one thing like you know mcdonald's and burger king back in the day playstation versus xbox pepsi versus coke it's healthy it it causes each one to try and up the ante to to compete and like actually do better than their rival so with a lack of a very clear rival that they have had for (laughs) the better part of two decades what does that do? Like, I, I, that's kind of a scary thought, it too. Feels, like, it feels like Xbox is putting up the white flag in a way, and it feels like Nintendo, with a new console coming, has the opportunity to develop, release more titles, pulling more people to the Switch. I think it might just be a Nintendo-Sony thing. Uh, but, but again, they're so different already. Like, you have both. I have both. I don't have an Xbox. I never have. Like, it's always felt to me like Sony versus Xbox and Nintendo is kind of just doing their own weird stuff in the corner, you know? So I I don't know. I mean, I think it's, I think it's good for PlayStation. 100%. It's going to help the ecosystem because there's going to be a bunch of people that are like, I have an Xbox one. I was going to buy a series X. Now they don't make it. 
But I love Last of Us because I watched the show. I'm going to buy a PS5 and I can play all this shit yeah. there. You know what? Here, I'm going to make, just to close out this whole story, I'm going to make a prediction, a wild one. I just think this would be a cool like future to kind of solve everything we're talking about. And I could realistically see this happening. If 10 years from now, because this is going to take a while. This is not like oh, a whatever thing. It's going to take so long to get into if the If it's true. If it's it seems like true. It's tr- it seems like it's pretty true. But I think there's going to be a press conference next week. We'll cover it next week on the show. Oh, uh, before I get to my prediction, I'll, I'll say what Phil Spencer, so quote unquote, this is what he said. Um, we're listening and we hear you. We, <clears throat> we've been planning a business update event for next week where we look forward to sharing more details with you about our future of Xbox. Stay tuned. So I, th- a lot of people read this and were like, "Well, he didn't deny it, so it's yeah. true." And it's like, let's, let's relax. But the key takeaway here is next week, we will get some sort of direction on how true this is. Is it outright? Like, what's happening? Like, so everyone listening next week, keep your fucking eyes peeled because social media will probably explode with the date of whatever this fucking event is. One hundred percent. Okay, prediction. There's a lot of shit happening in the tech space for graphical fidelity, how games run on PC, all the shit, DLSS, all these fancy little terms that basically mean you can have, even nowadays, right now, you can have a pretty like affordable PC. Because we, let's put this in perspective, right? We paid when the PlayStation 5 came out, what was it after tax? 750, almost Something 800 like bucks. Let's say you spend $1,000 on a PC right now you can get a pretty decently bundled PC and with stuff like DLSS, you can almost double your frame rate in some games. You can almost fucking get a close to 4K image that's super going. sampled. So I'm thinking like if X, if Microsoft is really looking towards the future of like, why the fuck? We already are releasing everything on PC. Why are we also doing a proprietary box? Yeah. And putting all these resources into a proprietary box when in the future, like they're they're working with AMD, they're working with uh, yeah. Nvidia, all these people. They own Windows. Yeah, they created Windows. <laughs> so like this is everyone forgets who Microsoft <laughs> is. Like the box was a weird thing they started twenty years ago. They, so it can they go away. Yeah, and they might be looking knowing because they they definitely have business plans for the next decade, right. being like, well, PC. in ten years from now, PCs are going to be so affordable that you'll be able to have all these little technologies like DLSS that you don't have to buy the top of the line graphics card with the top of the line processor and all these crazy things you can get a pretty affordable machine no real different than what you would have paid for a console and maybe maybe the hope is because I'm still someone that thinks there's way too many grievances with PC gaming and going into your fucking files and fixing shit you shouldn't have to touch there's a lot of bullshit that could be ironed out and you, like you just mentioned it, they own Windows. All they would have to do is make some really easy-to-use software that, that kind of smooths out the whole fucking PC gaming aspect and just makes it like a clickable app, which honestly they kind of already have with the, the Xbox like Game Pass app. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it kind of makes sense. Man. Here's like, the question. Uh, Here's the question. How long until someone makes a PC tower that is skinned to look like an Xbox Series X? yeah that'll like you know what i mean like this is they are basically all really powerful computers that's what a console is yeah it's coded 
to just work. So to your point, well, I can't powerful when settings. it releases and then it's not. Powerful. Yeah. And then, and then it degrades. <laughs> Whereas with a PC, you can replace the graphics card. You can replace the CPU. You can replace all kinds of shit uh, to get it up to spec. Like, you know, you just replace parts over time. You can't really do that. So the, it's the same problem. Android versus iPhone. Same shit. Yeah. Consoles or iPhones, PCs or Androids. Uh, I, I do. I could totally see PC only future because computers, you'll be able to pack all that power into a smaller package. Yeah. Cheaper to your point. And if, and if you're just going to be a software developer churning out games and subscriptions, that is way more profitable. Think about the logistics of having to ship all these fucking Xboxes all over the world to Best Buys that no one goes to anymore. Yeah. Like that's what they're doing. Or Amazon. Like Amazon warehouse holding a bunch of Series X's collecting dust, mm-hmm. like that's not that's not profitable. Well, and the and the last thing I'll say, which is something I'm still waiting for, I would love, especially with just PC gaming. I love this monitor I have is really cool, and I love having like ultra wide, especially when games are like made for it. It's really is it cool. curved as well. It's curved, yeah, and oh, it's nice. just it's great. But I want the option an easy option to just when i want to to be able to play my crazy library of pc games on my fucking couch on my 4k tv downstairs it would just be nice to have that option you can chromecast there there's things that exist right now to do that it's just it's not it's not that smooth and there's just there's issues that that come with connectivity and like i don't know your 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 latency and all this bullshit um and we're only getting better, right? Like if I, like right now is probably way better than if I said that five years ago, it was probably like undoable. It would have been just like annoying to even try. So looking to the future, I can see all this working out. And then if you have a PC, you can just cast it to any fucking screen in your house and play those games. Yeah. And now you that's, got PlayStation, you got, you got Microsoft, and now we just need Nintendo to like start releasing Mario on PC, you know? Maybe just stop making cartridges. It's not (laughs) 1998, you know? Oh man. Just, just imagine we're like, let's fast forward 10 years. We're going to have like these easy to use consumer friendly PCs that can stream to any fucking screen on your house. Even if you got one on like your, your fucking refrigerator, it's going to be so easy. The controller will just work and that you won't have problems with it. But then Nintendo's going to still be releasing some weird fucking console with cartridges. It's going to look like ass. The graphics are going to look like fucking, you know, instead of 2034, it's going to look like something from 2028. I can't wait. I can't wait. Good times. Some things never (laughs) change. Weird Nintendo decisions. Well, one decision that uh, follows this, and again, it it makes sense. And I think it's kind of cool. We don't know exactly what this is but we can take many guesses um epic released a trailer this week that showcased epic slash disney and it's basically just showing like it's like a metaverse of disney now residing inside fortnite in some way and if anyone's been keeping up with fortnite it's already branched off you have lego fortnite you have the actual like battle royale mode. You have the race car, whatever the fuck that one's called. And uh, the Le- I haven't played the Lego one, but everyone that plays it is like, it's fucking great. It's literally a great ass Lego game. It's just in the Fortnite client. Like it, it, it has nothing yeah. to do 
if you didn't like Fortnite, it doesn't mean you're not going to like this. Like, it's a fantastic fucking game. And it sounds like now they're doing the same thing, like absorbing Lego and, and a good Lego game. They're just doing that with every Disney right? property ever. Really? So, Does it include Star Wars and Dude, it's everything. Marvel? So, so, so it's this, everything Disney has, right? Yes. Disney invested $1.5 billion <laughs> into this to join uh, the gaming universe, whatever whatever they, they're fucking calling it. So we have Marvel, Lucasfilm. That includes like Star Wars. Pixar, and then all of Disney. So like the Disney Amazing. princesses and all the old classic like. Amazing. Dude, you know the- what makes you know what makes me the most excited about this, is that Fortnite is just solidifying that they are the metaverse and Zuck can suck a dick. That's yeah. that's basically what this has come down yeah. to, which I'm really happy about, honestly, because Mark's arrogance is unfucking believable, and like the fact that that stock is at I don't know if you see Meta's stock. It literally no. jumped after earnings. Higher than any stock has ever jumped in stock market history. After he got berated at a Senate hearing, I'm like, nothing's real. Oh yeah, none of this is real. Tough. This is all a fucking simulation. None of this is real. Fucking piece of shit. Unbelievable. Anyways, um, <laughs> like it's it it the fact that they are doing the metaverse the right way really makes me happy. Mm-hmm. It really does. Did you watch like the the trailer? By the way, no, I have. I should watch it. Is so if you if you here? click the link. Um, you don't you don't need to watch the whole thing. You can just while I'm talking if you want to just have it on in the background. But the one thing I want you to uh, look at, and anyone listening, just go home and like f- either watch the trailer or find this image. At the very end of the trailer was a really fucking cool shot of basically a bunch of islands. It this reminds me of the uh, the Disney theme parks, but now yeah. residing yeah. within Fortnite. Fortnite. So Amazing. you have like. You ha- like there's one island and it's just like clearly there's like a Toy Story building there's the Lucasfilm building there's the Marvel fucking skyscraper there's like uh, some Indiana magical Jones, oh my god you Dude. always remember you always remember like oh like Magic Kingdom right yeah Epcot they got the Monsters thing. University they got the Wreck-It Ralph building everything everything's here and they, there's like uh, Star Wars fucking spaceship flying around in the back there's Hoth there's the Death Star floating up above all of it there's it's nowhere amazing. from the Marvel universe like it's giving me Endgame vibes. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. And honestly, as someone who just has never cared about Fortnite, I I played it when it first launched, and I'm just like, not for me. Um, I respect the hell of it, and I keep watching all these like skins and like Snake was just added as a fucking Alan Wake was just added as a skin. Um, I'm watching this cool collection of characters being brought in. Uh, I I really want to see what this ends up being. Like, are we just going to start getting new types of games inside I Fortnite? I think so. I think so. I think they'll find all kinds of new mini games and things like the Lego Minecraft thing and the, the rocket racing for sure. They're not. It's not just going to be a bunch of fucking Disney skins. It's going I would to love be, some fucking platformers. One hundred percent remake Toy Story two. One hundred percent. They probably will. They yeah, probably will. Like a full HD Well, now there's no now it. there's no IP infringement because everything's participating. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who, Cra- here's here's the question for you. Who do you think is going to be next to join? So now they got Disney. They got Lego. They got a, They they have like the little character skins from all like fucking hundreds and hundreds of other properties. Mm-hmm. But if they were to absorb another like conglomerate, like a fucking universe, hmm. what what do you think would be good? 
Fast and the was, Furious franchise. No, it's not big enough though. <laughs> and and no, got <laughs> some no. good racing games from Fast and the Furious. I was gonna franchise. I was gonna say Twilight. I was gonna say like a Harry Potter or a Twilight type. Uh, honestly, Harry would Potter, be <coughs> could, Harry be, Potter be cool. could be pretty fucking cool. Dude, did you hear? Speaking of which, side tangent here. Yeah. Hogwarts Legacy was the highest selling game last year. Didn't get one award for fucking anything. Yeah. That's yeah, it's just, it was just the fucking stupid politics and and bullshit. I feel it so bad for no the developers. It makes no sense, dude. It makes no, I, I I almost want to know like what J.K. Rowling got or didn't get from Hogwarts Legacy. Mm, like was she getting yeah, a ton yeah. of money from that? She might not she have. Had like not to have all something. Depends on how her lawyer set it up. I guess I guess it's pretty cut and dry that she would, but I don't know. Anyway, that's unfortunate because there's people that worked on that game that don't deserve to be snubbed. Because of like a controversial writer that I, had nothing to do with the game. Hopefully, hopefully, and I don't know this. I'm just praying that like the people who do work there and saw this bullshit online and like all the discourse, and then saw that they weren't nominated for yeah. fucking anything, and that news outlets weren't talking about them to stay At out all. of it. At all. I hope that they see things like this and are like fucking right. Like, if, yeah. yeah, it's the highest selling game because it's a good fucking game. Fuck all you. Like, at yeah, least our exactly. our fans enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, totally. And I'm sure they can see the hours played. Like, people played the fucking game. They, I think that's what counts. And hopefully they, uh, I'm sure they're appreciated of it. But Yeah, 100%. I'm trying to think of what else. So Harry Potter, Disney's obviously the big one. What about, like, Simpsons, South Park? Like, all that stuff I don't think is big enough. I could, like you know what? I could see thing. Jurassic Park being like a, a very Park. realistic one. Well, you could do like in. Universal, just everything Universal. Yeah, covers. yeah, there you go. You know, because that would cover a wide array. What about if the future of gaming is just Fortnite, <laughs> and then everyone just starts making games for Fortnite? So ten years from now, you boot up Fortnite to play Resident Evil and Silent Hill, and the Welcome new Metal Gear Solid. Right. Welcome to Fort your Fort House or your Fort Town. <laughs> Please sleep in your Fort bed and. I don't know at what yeah. point. Like, I do think this announcement's really cool. I'm, I'm just really excited to see what it is specifically. But at what point do I go? Okay, let's let's stop having right. everything be in one place, like well, a monopoly type deal. You know? Yeah, it, it does feel very monopolistic for sure. But it's fun. I think we. I think sometimes we need to step away from the business of it all and the politics of it all and just be like, you know what? It's fun. Like you were, I remember when I told you I was playing Fortnite a while ago. I don't anymore, just because like that buddy from work I don't work with anymore, and like we just like kind of don't don't we don't play video games together yeah. anymore really. So uh, he's one of those guys where you know how you play, and then all of a sudden one month offline, two months offline, three months offline. I'm like, mm, okay, yeah. this person just doesn't Fades play video games anymore. Um, so that's kind of how it went with Fortnite. But you were like, dude, you're playing Fortnite. I'm like, it's actually really fun. And, like, <laughs> taking an edible and watching the Kid Leroy concert was insane. Shit like that's cool. The whole experiences, I've always thought, were really... What was the first one they did? Travis Scott? Yeah. Like, that one was really cool. So I good. I think that's the only one that I popped in and was like, what's happening? This is sick. So good. Oh, and that... So that's the other thing. I know a lot of uh, the KFG guys... KFGG guys. Kind of funny. Um, they were talking about... And this is a, a good point maybe this does expand into a whole new realm of metaverse like shit where you can maybe even watch movies in Fortnite or watch the yeah. new trailer or i don't know like maybe it is they just build like a like a disney world that you can go and explore and there's a game and explore like i 
I don't know. I feel like they have something up their sleeve that we're not expecting, and this is going to be a new form. It's brilliant. I also like content. I also wonder, like Disney invests one point five billion. So does that mean they have a they stake now in Epic own? Now. They have a stake in Epic, yeah. which yeah. is that's the biggest piece. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it's like that's very carefully worded. Sometimes it's like if they buy in to just say like 1.5 billion is a content contract that lasts for a yeah. decade is different. This wasn't like we a ownership of just like licensing. I, this is very much is like very they much now like, have a piece of Epic. How big is Epic? Oh, I have more than 1.5 billion. Oh God. Clearly. Billions they're probably billions. Like, billions. Um, how much are they is public? Epic worth? I think so. No, 32 billion. 32 billion. A damn. That's kind of That's, wild. Okay. Which 1. means and for that minute. for that kind of money, that means they have a board seat. Mm. More than yeah. likely, if not two board seats. And that would that'll be interesting. Because they'll have a say in how mm-hmm. in how Epic proceeds. Well goddamn. Yeah. The future's looking very different for video games. It's changed it so much in ten years that like this, this thought experiment of where we'll be. In 10 years because if i look back to 2014 when let's just go back to when like the uh, the xbox one and the the ps4 launched right like just simpler times we didn't have live services the dlc train wasn't in full motion trying to squeeze every fucking penny out of every single game ever it was so different man like for better or for worse we had cheat codes we had a lot better more time. cheat codes back then i don't know what the fuck what happened in cheat codes man? i don't know People There's, just wanted a challenge, I think. After fuck, what was the game I just played? And it had it just like, I'm gonna look at my Steam library. There was a game I just played, and from the get go, it was like, yeah, yeah, you you can just you can do whatever you want. You can. It's almost like you're modding the game. You just go to the menu and you can turn on and off whatever the fuck you want. What I I'm completely escaping me. I've been playing That's a it. lot of games lately. Like, like the um, Last of Us, the new the new. No, no, I mean that's the accessibility thing. This is uh. I mean, Pal World, that's that's one. You can tweak right. that game to literally starting up the game. You can be like, I want this amount of health. I want the enemies to have this amount of health. I want the capture rate to be either really fast in my favor or, or against me and make it more challenging. I want to have night go by faster than it normally does. I want day to last longer. Like, you can fucking tweak. Maybe that is the game I was thinking of. Um, but moving on to the final thing I want to talk about today. In the Steam's Next Fest, which I talked to you about back in what was it October? Yeah, I just had my PC for like the first month, and Steam's Next Fest came out. And to anyone that doesn't know what this is, I talked about it back then. But um, it's basically if you have a PC and you have Steam, which if you had a PC, why wouldn't you? Um, this is where they showcase a ton. I'm talking like hundreds of indie titles, and they all get demos. Some of them are for a limited time, so you, you do have to kind of jump on it or you're going to miss out. Um, so when I say I've been playing a lot of games, dude, like I've been playing a lot of games. It's not that I've been playing like, you know, hours and hours and hours of my life. It's just, it's a thing we were talking about, about like uh, Christmas morning when we were kids and we get like a demo disc or, or whatever, like a cereal box came with a demo disc, whatever the fuck it was that we got those from. And we would just rifle through like 10 games in a night. Now, there's one in particular that I've been dying to talk about because it was at the top of my list, the first game I downloaded, and I've played for an hour and a half. Uh, that's the end of the demo, so I'm all I'm all caught up. But I've been playing Pacific Drive. <clears throat> right? Game looks great. Yo, 
that I have not stopped thinking about this game. So the first trailer for this came out a while ago, and it was at a PlayStation a event. Because this this is coming to PlayStation Five and PC for anyone that's listening. Uh, to recap, what this game was, this was like the trailer showed off. You're in a fucking busted ass Ghostbusters looking Winnebago, and yeah. you are just hauling ass through like forest country roads. But there's weird shit going on. There's like clearly paranormal, weird. You're almost locked in like a Chernobyl type area where just phenomenon is occurring around you and it's really like it's a really wacky trailer really colorful but dark mm-hmm. like the 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 art in this game I, I fucking love the art style is absolutely incredible um and through the trailer which actually you know what i'll put it on right now so i can kind of refresh right myself now. if you're watching so it so good yeah pacific drive trailer it looks a bit uh cyberpunk-esque too got a cyberpunk vibe to it's, it it's well or? the car's got some weird fucking yeah. like kit and the tech for sure is very weird but the style's like because it's an old like 80s looking winnebago it's kind of got so this station thing. wagon you keep saying winnebago, Sta- oh fuck wagon. thank you station wagon you are right it's a station wagon what's Everyone's Win- envisioning Win- breaking bad <laughs> winnebago yeah yeah <laughs> Or envisioning walter's fucking trailer Station wagon, you're right. The old 80s looking station yeah. wagon from like National Lampoon's family vacation yeah. shit, like that. So it's got kind of an 80s vibe to the whole thing. But the art style is like this really cool mix of like, it's not quite cell shaded, but it's not super realistic. It's, like it's a kind death of in loop. between. Yeah, I'm yeah. Really it's, it's got a bit of death loop in it for sure, actually, now that you say that, with weird tech right at a cyberpunk so watching this trailer actually right now it doesn't really show a lot of the game i remember watching this and thinking you just drive around like you're just in a car the car is your character yeah yeah, you drive around but then there are shots which is what threw me for a loop person first person so let me tell you this is out in a couple weeks dude this game is sick so it is a full-on survival game which for me personally is very very hit or miss i either just don't understand and don't click with survival games like i cannot grasp what the fuck i'm supposed to do they're very overbearing there's a lot of systems in place and i get lost in like what i'm supposed to be doing or it like something like fucking power world um it's super digestible and I get addicted as fuck to it. So like Don't yeah. Starve is a good example. I've put so many hours into some of these games. I can see this being one. I don't know. I read somewhere that this is actually going to be somewhat of a roguelike, which I'm very curious about and in, in how that works. But here's the demo. Okay. I'll give you kind of the, the quick rundown because I think you're really going to like this. I would say for you personally to just fucking buy this game and play it. I'm confident that you'll enjoy it. I don't think the way that they onboard you, I don't think you're going to get frustrated. I think you're actually going to be like, okay, this makes sense. I like this. And you, because you, you like cars and what you, what you're able to do with this car. When I said before that the car was the main character, it is, it's like, you're, it's like your, um, Ellie in the last of us or your Elizabeth in, uh, um, in infinite. Like, it's your character that you're always with, that you want to take care of, and you physically can because you have to upgrade it, you have to repair it, you have to do all these things to it. So the demo opens up, and basically 
I, I don't remember the finer details. There's basically a city that's been walled off due to a Chernobyl type of event, but instead of it being a nuclear explosion, it was like paranormal phenomenon where like matter doesn't control the same as what our science explains it to, to normally control. Like, So things are just wonky. Things are warping in and out of time and space. There's like weird fucking just electricity barrages everywhere and thunderstorms. So they just walled this place off. And you somehow get in. You're in this shitty little fucking... I don't even know what it is. It doesn't even look like it has a hood. You're driving this shitty little car. And you get you just get zapped out of existence. And you end up... Your car is blown to smithereens. And you're fucking running through. There's like acid dripping everywhere. Like it's a really cool visual fucking game. And you stumble across the station wagon. And there's these guys on the radio talking to you. Be like, yo, we picked up a new signal. Like, hey, like, who, who is this guy? Like, wh- what are you doing here? How would you get into, like, the walled-off thing? Because there's clearly people that are stuck in this, like, zone that never got out. Because they say it a bunch of times. It's just as hard to get out as it is to get in. So somehow you get in. You find this Winnebago. You get into it. And they start alluding. I think they actually refer to it as a relic. Like, the car, I'm getting the sense, is not from this earth uh, do you know what i mean like i, I could be wrong they're very they're alluding very heavily to it being like some sort of thing that had kind of has a mind of its own so this thing is beaten to shit it's got pop tires like driving this thing to the first garage is a task you finally get there and then this is where the tutorial starts they're just like okay you have this magical like it's like putty and if you put it on anything it slowly over time rebuilds it almost like like death loop like reverses okay. the time to like build it up they explain to go to a scrap car take what you need and apply that to your new car to make a new door to replace the tire to like to do all these things you build up your car and then you just set out on the road and it's like it seemed open world in a, in a sense and this is where i think maybe the roguelike nature comes in it's just country roads you can kind of pull off into the forest there's like shacks and houses and trailers all these things that push you to like get out of your car explore scavenge parts there's weird robots patrolling the area that will just fuck it if you drive under them dude they'll take your car and just smash you into a brick and your cars like get super fucking damaged which you have to repair it's it's very much keeping you in a gameplay loop that at least for me i wanted to be in it's not one of those games that i was feeling like ah fuck really i gotta go cut down more trees to get more wood to fix the fucking trunk like it's not really like that it's just you want to like work on your car if that makes any sort of sense and you have missions to just explore this place fix the car and then bring back shit to your garage and help these guys over the radio to i don't know sort out what the fuck's going on in this place um really really fucking cool i i think i'm gonna get this like as soon as it comes out it comes out on what the 22nd 22nd yeah yeah looks it, looks great i i based on your recommendations you you know what i like what i don't like it's pretty much a sure thing that if you're like you will definitely like this game i probably will well on, on paper i feel like if i were to tell you a lot of these things it might come across as those games where you're you've notoriously been like that sounds like work but I think once you have your hands on the controller and you go up to the door and it, okay, it's not like Grand Theft Auto where you run up to the door, you press triangle 
and it's just an animation and you're in the car and you just go. You have to go up to the door, you have to physically open the door, then you have to physically get into the car. If the car is not on, you have to look at the ignition and turn on the ignition. You have to look at your shifter, you have to put it in drive. That all sounds fucking tedious. Like if you told me that before I played, I'd be like, I'm not into that. (laughs) But like when you're playing, you're kind of like, oh man, like this is, this is my ride. You know, like if I, I really like this and I can only imagine if there's enemies maybe chasing you, some really turbulent shit going on and you got to book it to your car, the panic of trying to get it fucking started and put in drive oh, and yeah, peel out of that's there. That's true. Yeah. There's, there's things you got kind of like that police unit style computer in the passenger seat that shows your map at all times. You can interact. It shows you a whole bunch of like, like your HUD basically it's the car is very much your HUD. It should, it, there's all sorts of fucking meters and all this weird shit that you got to keep track of that shows the health of each part of your car um i the game overall just seemed to me like it was extremely focused on what they wanted to do and they executed the fuck out of it Hmm. like they wanted to make a game that was all about you have this weird car and you're you're driving around in the woods it's kind of creepy there's crazy weather effects and they did it it's fun as hell i can't wait it uh whenever i see a game like that i'm like this looks amazing and then we play the demo I'm like it is amazing it's like it's so good um the next game you're gonna talk about i was looking at the trailer while you were talking <laughs> is that game coming to ps5 i feel like no i don't hang exciting. on let, let me uh but let i feel see. like that I, game I is like hugo so. house of horrors vibes i feel like i could play it on web yeah, no, it's only on it's only on Windows. So yes, the next game that I was playing, and by the way, there's there's a ton. I like, do I have my list here actually of what I downloaded? So I have, uh, yeah, I, there's 20 demos that I downloaded here. The next game I'm going to talk about is called Mullet Mad Jack, and this is one of the most unhinged, like batshit crazy, fast paced. ADHD games I've ever played. I don't even know how to describe this. Like anyone listening right now, just please look up a trailer, like a gameplay trailer for Mullet Mad Jack. It's a first person, almost like I want to say Hotline Miami, but it's not. Like it's Hotline like first Miami, person. it yeah. gives you vibes of Hotline Miami with the color scheme and it's first person, and it's just rapid pace. It's not one kill, one shot type of deal. It's very forgiving. Yeah. But it is just it like hallways after hallways after yeah. hallways of like Doom. It's like Doom pure meets, action. It's like Doom and uh it looks like Doom and Hotline Miami together. Yeah. With like I the, the art style is what completely gets me. It's a mix yeah. of anime and the hardcore 80s. 80s like retro like rolled up sleeves, rolled up <laughs> suit sleeves, the whole thing. The the weird like sports car that's in every 80s thing ever yeah. um and the attitude the overall attitude of this game is so fucking just let's kick down doors and fuck shit up and like it's my type of game it's very close to uh anger foot you yes. remember that game yes which yes. i didn't play it but yes fuck, it's still not out but i have the demo and next time you're over oh, you, you right. gotta yeah, at yeah. least play it for like a, a level or two because it's fun as shit um but yeah there's a lot on here man so a lot of these um, fuck one I wanted to talk to you about too um, Heartworm so while it, while I'm talking look up Heartworm this is a Playstation 1 
looking in every single way um, game that is inspired heavily by the old Silent Hill and Resident Evil titles on PlayStation 1. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, You can turn off the old PlayStation 1 grainy look, the pixelation, and you can turn it into modern controls. You're not using tank controls. But the fact that they're even an option is fucking cool. And I played this, uh, I think it was yesterday. Fucking cool, man. I love that people are are making modern games so like with modern game design in mind everything we have nowadays but they're still making games that look and run like this yeah amazing i think that's great it's just an art style really yeah if it's got modern controls you know speaking of this i played um i played and finished silent hill the short message not oh. bad it's gotten a lot of rough reviews i, you liked I didn't it? mind it i didn't mind it it was very I, much like a walking sim but i didn't mind it, it was yeah i so it was free overall yeah. i i did not um, I will give it like those chase sections when like you're running away. Yeah, it's sweaty. sweaty. It's sweaty, and that they did a good job in making you feel tense and all that. And those sections visually are really fucking cool. Yeah. The thing that really, really bothers me, I will fight anyone on this. The story in that game is absolute hot trash. It's like insultingly bad. Yeah, it, it is. It is really bad. There's it, no, there's no subtlety. Like what you beat yeah. it, so I'm I'm dying to know. What was the point? No idea. No idea. Um, yeah, no idea. She was supposed to learn. She didn't. But what did she learn? It, it was really, really heavy-handed, dark. Like, they, they say on the screen how many times. Like, if yeah, this yeah. is triggering to you, call a helpline. Here's, a, here's one that you can yeah, call yeah. if you're feeling whatever. But to tackle... Okay, the, fuck man silent hill i swear to god has such a bad modern rap for these exact reasons if you're gonna handle that type of content and like that that story do it with some grace and grace subtlety meaning purpose (laughs) it literally just seemed like they were like what's the darkest thing we can think of okay teenagers in modern day being bullied on social media and wanting to kill themselves let's make a game in the Silent Hill universe that tackles all that. That could have been done very well, like Silent Hill 2 yeah. styles, where it's like, you're not really sure what's going on until the end. When you find out, you're like, oh, damn, this is this is actually really heavy. Let me go back and see what everything I played actually meant. This was just straight up like, I want to kill myself. And then she walks through the, like, the, the hallways. You're a loser. You're pathetic. You're, yeah. you're dumb. And I'm like, what the f- who the fuck wrote this? And then there's no resolution at the end of the game. And it also just, by the way, breaks every concept I've had of what Silent Hill is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not, I'm also not on board with what they're trying to do with like the concept of Silent Hill. This girl at the end is just like, I'm, I'm going to die. I've jumped off this roof twice and survived, but this is the moment I'm not going to wake up. I'm going to kill myself. She's just about to walk off and gets a text from her friend that she, and, Correct me if I'm missing. Cool to go shopping. Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to go to the mall and hang out? And she's like, all right, I'm not going to kill myself. Someone thought of me. But let's rewind. She has been thinking about her the whole whole game. She's getting texts from this girl being like, are you okay? You haven't seemed well lately. But the question of do you want to spend time with me at the mall saves her life, has her retreat from the suicidal attempt, and then visually the, the hell that she is in the silent hill-esque because she's not in silent hill she's in like 
the hellscape that Silent Hill traps you in. Right. In Germany. It's very confusing. It's like a, a Japanese girl in Germany, whatever. It, it visually transitions from the hell back to just regular world. What that's never <laughs> happened. That's literally never happened. What what everything about the end of that fucking demo confused the shit out of me. Oh yeah, I just I I didn't go too deep on that because I'm like they always go a little weird. Except for Silent Hill one and two, the rest to me were weird. Three three I didn't play to be fair. Three man, three had a good story too. Three had a good story too, but uh, I didn't mind it. I thought the uh, the villain that was chasing you could have been like had a, any detail whatsoever instead of being wrapped in cherry blossoms. I thought that was a bit of a cop out. Um, but I liked the tense, the the intensity of it. Yeah, of the chases I thought were really cool, and the puzzles were like confusing just because I have a terrible sense of direction, to be honest. <sighs> um, but I thought that was kind of neat. I, I don't know. It's to me, it's like if that's how they're gonna remake Silent Hill two. I guess they can't. They, they're not gonna change the story, so that's a. It, it doesn't Got matter. It, but um, but yeah, I was playing that, and I played. I finally played No Return. Love it. Love mm. all that. I've done Abby. I've done Ellie. Not completely, but just you know runs here and there um i've done dina oh man i played this one run where all of the enemies are invisible until they come up on you the, oh yo those God. fucking suck yeah. <laughs> and like a like a, the modifiers fun, but like great. it's hard yeah so i've been doing that and then, uh, what else have i been playing i'm playing what am i playing right now what did i just boot up hang on i gotta find this uh, oh, and I booted up Rayman Legends and played like a little bit of that just to get a taste. That yeah. game's great. It's a great game. It's Have you gotten game. to a level yet, by the way, that's all music based? It's like, he- like just riffing guitar and you're and just Rayman? ripping through like rails and stuff? Not yet. I only played it for like a half hour. I'm going to try and uh, I think I'm going to exhaust uh, Last of Us 2 first. Mm. By the way, I don't know if you know this. The- Have you done the Lost Levels in Last of Us? No, not yet. Pretty cool. Um, don't get to like set your expectations accordingly. It's not yeah, like this I know huge they're piece of the game. Yeah. Um, but I would also say there's also Grounded 2, which is the making of Last of Us 1 and I watched 2, it. I watched so it on, good. I watched it on YouTube. I didn't watch it like through the game. But yes, <sighs> did you watch the whole thing? The whole thing. It's fantastic, man. It's heartbreaking. It's it really interesting. Is. It's fascinating. Um, yeah, it's a great little documentary. That should legitimately be put on Netflix so that it reaches a wider audience. Because a lot of people... Yeah that watched the sh- like to me and i'm surprised they haven't done this already so many people that watch the show are like wait what that's a video game it's like yeah. this explains that bridge and i think yeah. it would be perfect well i think i think marketing wise they probably wouldn't want to do that until the second season comes out oh well, maybe yeah i honestly i would be all for it being on like a netflix or whatever but probably after or whatever crave whatever yeah. it is because you don't you don't want to spoil like even i was watching it oh, and i was true. conscious of like right. I was literally listening for Nicole's upstairs at the time, and I was like, if, oh, right, she, yeah, yeah. if she walks down and hears a spoiler, because yeah. she really liked season one, and she hears a fucking spoiler of like what happens to certain characters, she's going to be pissed. So I was like, where, where, where are those guys while you're watching TV? Your PS5 headphones. That's what I do. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I could have done that. But that, that, I, it was on the TV, right? I didn't have it running on PlayStation 4. Oh, right. Yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah. But I forgot it was even part of that that thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I didn't realize I didn't realize it was anywhere else. I mean, obviously, but um, two bombs dropped during that. One that um, 
Buddy's pretty sure he made it seem very confident, Neil Druckmann, that there will be a mini experience of Tommy released at some point. Amazing. And two, that he was just like, yeah, I have finally, like very recently, tapped into what I want to do for a part three that completes the arc of our story. And I'm like, excuse me? Don't say that. If they do do part three, I really hope they go i feel like the way it ended is perfect i i want them to go before i want to see tommy and joel going from boston to texas that's i want a game of that Ooh, that would be really cool just the I two want a game of that yeah mm. and you play as both of them yeah and i i think that'd be perfect co-op i think co-op full co-op, full How co-op. would that be so good and it would bridge the whole like anyone who wanted factions would feel a little bit of mm. satisfaction with that it would explain how there's years, 20 yeah. years. You would jump forward 20 I years. I never took that into game. consideration, but that's, that's fantastic. That's, that's and they'd be younger. The best idea. That's true. They'd yeah. be younger because everyone I think wants to play as Joel again. Yeah. Is the feedback in uh, online. And like, what else are they going to do? Ellie now has less fingers and um, Abby is somewhere with Lev. And like, I don't know, like to pick up these characters again. Yeah, I, I could see with I could Ellie. see an Abby and Lev only story. The fans won't have that. No. So it's like, but that's, it's that's a be, really good idea. Fuck. Right. I would play, call up Druckmann. Hey, bro, maybe you haven't <laughs> thought of this. Don't know if you remember. You jumped 20 years ahead. Never really addressed the full history of what yeah, Joel did. Fuck. Oh damn! And like I think you know, it'd be cool. And this might even be a little cheesy, but I think if you if Joel has sort of like um, uh, what's a stupid fucking game, the quarry, like he makes a decision, hmm. and by the end it's like, how evil did you make Joel? Like that yeah. that could be another added interesting piece, you know? Yeah, morality system. You have a morality system just to be like. He told a lot of stories about being a piece of shit, but do you want to help redeem him in this prologue? Mm. I don't know. That'd be that'd be kind of interesting. Damn, now, now that's all I can think about. <laughs> I want to play that. What the fuck? Right? That'd be sweet. Well, maybe. Dude, what else they what else can they do? Honestly, what else could they do for part 3? I don't know. Like I was thinking like, you know, a whole new story with new characters, but it's like what Different you just pitched is would mean so much more to the especially the way he phrased it, right? He's like I never thought I could make a three because I just didn't have an idea at the time, but now I do. And there's a through line for all three games. So he's already hinted that it will connect directly. And I think that's, that's the only, what else? I'm sure there's other, there's other ideas, but that's a really strong. Then, then you can also have like, I like when they do prologues or prequels and you run into characters you already know, but they're younger and you don't Mm. know them yet. Like the first time he meets Tess for, you know what I mean? Like they could do that whole the actress, thing. Uh, the actress passed away though. That oh, sucks. She? Yeah, I'm sure that. they could do something, but it's out. just it just sucks. Whatever. That. Just these types of things, right? Where yeah. it's just like you know, the, maybe they cross paths somewhere Marla. in the United States. Wait, Marla with Marlene. Marlene, that's it. And maybe they cross paths. Like I love, I love when they do shit like this, where yeah. they're like, we're doing a prequel. Joel is in, I don't know. In, in Florida, like upstate mm. Florida, trying to get like like west or whatever. They well, do know uh, each other sense, before the first. No, game, right? I'm saying they do have history. I, they do. Marlene what I'm, and Joel. My, yeah, I'm not talking about Marlene though. I'm saying if Joel and Tommy run across Abby's dad, the doctor, uh, and they're both part of different groups, and maybe they're fighting and maybe they're not, but you don't, they don't realize they know each other. Like I feel like they could do a lot of shit like that, oh. where it's like, oh, these are people we know. 
from the other games, but not in this context. I think shit like that is amazing when they do it right. What if it turns out that like, what what's her name, Dina? What if Dina turns out to be like Joel's daughter or something? <laughs> you imagine? Gets full on soap opera. <laughs> Yeah, that would be fucking cool. I like that idea. Goddamn. Well, that's all. I'll, call, I'll tweet. I'll episode, tweet but. Neil Druckmann. I'll send him a DM on Instagram. Have you thought about this? The Brothers' Tale of Two, right? Last of Us Part Three. I can see and the then, fucking poster art, bro. I can yeah. see. I can. One see of them it. has a guitar slung over their fucking shoulder. God damn. Right. One's got a <laughs> rifle on their shoulder. Yeah. This is you know. And it, honestly, it it already sounded a treat, uh, intriguing, but as soon as I realize like no, no no like younger versions of them like when what we see in the beginning of part one of joel and, and tommy that would be really fucking cool right because i thought that's what the game was oh. when i first got it we all did yeah we didn't know we we're gonna jump 20 years ahead and have this guy be crotchety and annoyed about everything <laughs> well we can dream until then that's gonna be it from us so thanks to everyone for listening as always and we'll catch y'all next week